or will begin momentarily. Keep it locked in right here at TonyBasilio.com and on your Tony Basilio app. And hey, do us a favor. Spread the word. Yo, 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 ready or not on a Friday, here we come at you, making it happen with you with the greatest of ease. Gee, it just sounds like uh, something's ringing in the background. It's really not. Don't be distracted by that. We've got a big program out in front of you today. Uh, I don't know that we'll get the phone calls in hour one. We will in hour two. So we've got a couple of uh, special guests. We're going to continue our look at our opponents in the fall and get you ready. And kind of the one of the real mysteries of last season, one of the real mystery mysteries was that Tennessee collapsed last year over at South Carolina. One of the really strange, odd, hard-to-explain occurrence. And everybody has their theories, you know. But at the end of the day, that game gave credibility. That gave credibility to that South Carolina team. And they went on and beat Clemson after that. And this is the final year Tennessee's going to play them every year as they're not on the 2024 schedule, which means a break. And so the question becomes, how real is South Carolina? How real is South Carolina? And we'll, we'll talk about that. And then we've got uh, Mike Huguenin joining. Uh, and, uh, and then we'll do some Butch Jones memories as well. And why Butch Jones memories? Well, because they're just, they're just too much. Some of you brought up things yesterday that were just, I don't know, too much maybe? Too much. So we've got a lot to get into today. Very little time to get there. So let's do this. Colin Taylor's going to join us on the other side. He's excellent. And uh, full Friday program for you. If Bean Joe Jeff was in here, I'd ask him if he heard the thunderstorm last night, in the middle of the night. I will tell you this. At roughly, and Joey next door can attest to this, one of the original Maynardville boys. At roughly... Oh, I don't know. Was it around 6.30 in the morning? I said to myself, well, I'm up. The loudest hit of lightning near our house I've ever heard in my life. And you know how you know you're at the epicenter of one of those lightning strike deals? Is when you can hear the concussion over in the distance. The thing went, bop. Boom! And then it went, doon, 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 doon. And you could hear that. You could hear the concussive wave off in the distance. Now, of course, everything in my house, you know, is an argument, and I'm always right. Laura said it hit over on the left side in the gully of our house. I say it hit right behind our bedroom. My daughter agrees with me that it hit right behind our bedroom, and my son wouldn't take a side because he's spineless. So, so, at the end of the day, it woke me up like an absolute champion. A champion, I say. 
I jumped out of my skin. I was in, I was in deep REM night swimming sleep. I was somewhere between seven Chinese brothers and pretty persuasion in my REM sleep. And I mean to tell you, I jumped up and said to myself, well, I guess that's it for me tonight. This thing went boom. And then it went. Like it was. Wow. So I hope you're going to have an electric day with me. And I hope we can. Keep it up here in the Raymier studio. In the meantime, at Studio Control, we come back on the other side and bring it on back. I'll attempt to connect with Bino. I don't know what's going on with Bino. Maybe he's. Maybe the storms have hit him. More after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give y'all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Sans Bino, Sans Briny Boy, Basilio in the house with you. Colin Taylor uh, is uh, with our friends over at On3. Covers South Carolina sports there at Gamecock Central. And let me bring my man Colin Taylor in without further ado, who it's always great to talk to. Colin, we were just talking off the air about, and I, I was talking with a friend of mine last night who wasn't the biggest college baseball fan in the world, you know, till the last couple of years. I guess that's the impact of Tony Vitello here locally. But, you know, I've kind of brought you on to talk South Carolina football, and we'll get to that. But this um, transfer portal in baseball is a front-burner thing, and it's given us something real to kind of talk about, which is sort of fun, isn't it? I mean, I love it. it. 
it's really it's interesting because baseball, college baseball, in a way, kind of mirrored the minor leagues for a while, to where you get a group in for three years and they mature, and then you kind of almost hit the reset button, and you get a bunch of freshmen and they mature, and then you're playing well. But now teams can kind of get old and stay old, and, and that's really exciting. And you have a lot more parity. I mean, Tennessee for a very long stretch of time was a bottom feeder in the league, and they use the portal to their strengths. They get a coach in there who's revitalized things, and um, you really kind of take that next step. And South Carolina comes off a year where they finish below 500 for the first time in uh, 25 years or close to, and they're two games away from Omaha. So I think it, it helps the sport, and it gives us something to talk about in June and July while we're waiting for media days and football season to start. Well, yeah, and South Carolina really helped themselves last year in that portal. It's kind of what they did. They turned themselves into a power-hitting team with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and their biggest issue, really for the, the middle part of this Mark Kingston era so far, has just been the offense. It was it was bad in 2019. It showed some progress uh, in 2020. Older. And they did that. You know, obviously, you get Brandon Wimmer back, but you go get Will McGillis out of the portal who was hurt for most of the year but comes back and is a great thing. get Gavin Costas out of the portal. You have – and then you pair that with Ethan Petrie. You pair that with Colmacina and the development you have in your own program, and it all kind of came together to, to take a – it wasn't perfect by any stretch, but it took the step forward it needs to, and, and they're really – they have a chance to be a top, you know, three, four, top five offense in the SEC next season with – the pieces they're bringing back and the pieces they're getting out of the portal. And to your point, um, I, I I think it's really interesting. We were another thing we were talking about off the air because you happen to be in a footprint where Clemson's there. Yeah. And, and so much of what happens at South Carolina and Clemson and so much of that's intertwined and those fan bases hate to see the other have success. You know, I was looking at some stuff that some Clemson people had said after this Amick guy went into the portal, who was here for a couple days, Tuesday, Wednesday, he was only supposed to come for a short period of time. He ended up staying longer. I don't know what to make of that, but Tennessee felt pretty good about his visit. The people at Clemson seemed like they were shocked that that kid went into the portal, like shocked. Yeah, it's, you always see it after a coaching change where guys might stick around, and then all of a sudden, after the year of being with a new coach, opt to transfer, and Sometimes things don't mesh well, um, whether it be philosophy, whether it be personality. You never truly know what's going on, but that's a very common thing, especially in baseball. In college sports, you can transfer now um, without really penalty. You have a, you see some of those guys hop in after spending a year with a coach and, and explore some options. And, and Billy Amick's doing that and has a chance to take another step forward. And uh, I, think, I think he's playing in an SEC school next year, which one? Uh, we're still not sure about. How did that happen? I, I woke up, and again, I, I'm late to the party here with college baseball. The Southeastern Conference is literally using the ACC as its feeder system, unless I'm imagining things. I don't see many guys going from there to there. I see a lot of guys coming from there to here. I don't see a lot of guys coming from here to there, unless you do. No, not really. Um, and if they do, it's not. You know, going from North Carolina, you know, you're not going 
from powerhouse to powerhouse if you're going from SEC to ACC typically sometimes. And uh, really, it, it comes down to what you're seeing now in, in every sport, where the SEC is committing nearly every school money and resources and time to the baseball program. Um, and for a while, it was just you know three, four, or five schools doing it. And now you have top to bottom, the league is funding it. You have a lot of very ambitious NIL collectives at all of these schools, which plays a part into all of this as well. And so not only can you come play, you know, high-level baseball to where you have a chance at Omaha really every single year if you're an SEC program, uh, now you can do it while making good money and maybe more money than you would make in the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12. Uh, All of that kind of comes together to have really just talent on talent on talent um, at this level. Yeah, and to your point, like last year, Ole Miss just barely got in, won it, uh, after getting beat up in the league all year. Tennessee this year got all kinds of beat up in the league and uh, sprinted out and had a real nice season. Uh, that South Carolina team was nothing to sneeze at, obviously. I mean, the league was really good this year. And, uh, you know, you look at Tommy Tanks. There's a kid from NC State. You know, Tennessee just got this Peebles kid, this great catcher out of NC State. I mean, we're literally using the ACC as a feeder system, and that's got to be really, really hard for those Clemson fans to swallow. You say that Amick guy is going to end up, it, well, it looks like it's, um, Tennessee feels like it's Tennessee and Florida. What do you think is going to happen with the Amick guy? Where, how do you read that? See, I think it, it's looking more Tennessee, South Carolina. Um, I do think Tennessee's in there. I think Florida's been in there as well, but South Carolina's kind of been consistent from the jump with Amick and where he falls. Obviously, Monty Lee was at Clemson and recruited Amick there. There's a relationship. Amick's a Carolina kid, like, you know, born and raised in South Carolina, so it could be close to home. Um, his family has Clemson ties, which kind of complicates things, might not be the right word, but um, has Clemson ties in his family. So he's playing in the SEC next year. Uh, but right now, it's looking like a top three of South Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida. And based on my gut and just you know what we're hearing, it feels like Tennessee and South Carolina are the top two. As we sit here, recruiting can change, but on a Friday at 11.20, um, kind of where we sit. But yeah, and it's, again, this is a difference maker kid, So, which is the, which is the essence. It's like... Um, in a lot of these sports, like the, the basketball transfer portal this past offseason was pretty underwhelming. The baseball transfer portal has some dudes in that thing, as they like to say in that sport. Football is kind of so-so. It's sort of somewhere in the middle. South Carolina took advantage of the portal right away, paid a lot of money uh, for the quarterback from Oklahoma, and it looked like the Spencer Rattler thing there for a while last year. It looked like, what in the world are we doing? And then the Tennessee game happened, and they opened their offense up. And then the Clemson game happened. I mean, well, how do we make sense of the end of the year for South Carolina? And was it real in your mind? Yeah, I do think it was real uh, to a degree. Now, am I saying that this offense is going to go out there and beat 2019 LSU? I'm not saying that for next season. But you saw the biggest issue early was they were trying to put square peg into a round hole and 
force Spencer Rattler to go out there and try and, you know, string together 20 word play calls, you know, like John Gruden makes guys do on ESPN for like that quarterback thing. And it just didn't work. They had too many personnel groupings. It was too complicated. And when you're asking guys to think that much, the offense can bog down. And you saw that a lot through those first eight, nine games. And that Tennessee game, that Clemson game, they just kind of opened up and said, hey, listen, we're going to streamline. We're going to do what we do really well, which is throw the ball. And we're going to make teams beat us that way. And that that started to click. Spencer Rattler started to click. They found the right combination on the offensive line, and things took off from there. It wasn't perfect, and Spencer Rattler needed to make some better decisions at times, especially in the Clemson game. But you saw what the offense could be, and then they bring in Dowell Loggins this offseason, and the the goal is to kind of keep what South Carolina was doing at the end of the season, streamline it a little bit more, and then add a little bit more of that beer and shoot that, that he kind of picked up during his time at uh, – at Arkansas to really work with. Yeah, and he did a really nice job there. Um, and so how different does South Carolina look next season? Very. <laughs> like, like really, really different. You're replacing three starters on your offensive line who are either going to the NFL or going on to you know, training camps and things like that. Your starting left tackle goes down with an injury in the spring game. You're replacing a ton on the defensive side of the ball. This team has a chance to get better and be good, uh, but they're going to need a lot of guys to step up and do it because you're replacing your starting defensive tackle, both of your starting cornerbacks. Um, you have two All-Americans at safety or freshman All-Americans at safety coming back and Juice Wells and Spencer Rattler, but there's a lot to replace. Um, for this South Carolina team and leads to a lot of variance as you kind of try to handicap what the season's going to be. Oh, and, and, you know, everybody goes through that, which is what makes the game uh, as interesting as it is because it's ever-changing. And you know, just when you think you have it figured out, college football change on you guys improve. Some guys have disappointing seasons, whatever it is. If you can, the level of playmakers around Rattler – um, how hurt were they by uh, departure, or are they pretty much status quo there? I th- so they lost Marshawn Lloyd to the portal. Uh, they lost Jaheim Bell to the portal. Lloyd's at Southern Cal. Bell's at Florida State. They did a really good job restocking the tight end room. Uh, they got Trey Knox from Arkansas. They got Joshua Simon from Western Kentucky and you know, brought in some freshman pieces there to just kind of restock that room from a youth perspective. They should have a really good receiving core. Juice Wells coming back. They really get it kind of poised to take that next step as an outside receiver. Um, they have some talented freshmen coming in as well that, that are going to play at the receiver position. The biggest concern is running back. They really didn't do a lot to to replace Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, they brought in a, a guy who played Division Two. Now, he was a workhorse that Division Two put up prolific numbers there, uh, but it's still going from D2 to South Carolina in the SEC, and they had a freshman coming in, but it's not. They don't have a proven workhorse back yet, so that's a concern. And you're trying to replace things on the offensive line to protect Spencer Rattler and give you some push, and um, that's still again another piece of concern. So, if you're South Carolina, you like your where your receivers are, you like your quarterback, and you like your tight ends, and you still have questions at running back and, and offensive line as you go into 
July and the training camp in August. You know, we we were talking off the air about how it's just been such an eventful off season, and another component to that, as Colin Taylor joins, is the that whole thing with the schedule and the eight game schedule uh, that got dropped on South Carolina. Uh, share with us the, the the South Carolina Nation's thoughts on on the schedule. There, it's weird because they they wanted to play Georgia, and they're not going to for the first time since before I was born. Um, the early '90s was the last time that they didn't play Georgia in a football game, which is just baffling to me. But they get for that 2024 game. That 2024 schedule, they got Alabama, LSU, and Oklahoma with two of the three of those on the road. You still have to play A&M in Missouri. Um, you get Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and then you also have to play Clemson at the end of it. So it's never easy for the South Carolina team, even with Georgia going off the schedule, uh, which is not what you want if you're trying to continue to take that next step. And, you know, this season – they open the year at North Carolina. Um, you have some bye games against Furman. Uh, you're playing Jacksonville State. Uh, you draw Mississippi State and A&M from the West. But it's, it's again, another tough schedule with a lot of really kind of toss-up games, really, because you just don't know what South Carolina is going to be. You don't know a lot of these what a lot of these teams are going to be on your schedule. So a lot of room for variance, both at South Carolina and on the schedule. Who will the three permanent opponents, because one of the things we were hearing was that the league was debating, and I think 2024 is a tell. I, I think when they decided to break up South Carolina from Georgia and Tennessee, that's kind of a tell that those teams probably are not going to be part of their rotation of the three when they go to the 3-6 format. Do you have any inkling as to what Carolina's three will be when they go 3-6 I think they'll get Kentucky as one of their mm-hmm. permanent. Um, that seems like the the consensus right now is that Kentucky, that's kind of been a very interesting series, so I mm-hmm. think they want to keep it two teams that have been on relatively similar, at their heights, been on relatively similar planes. And mm-hmm. That'll be one. I could see South Carolina getting paired with Florida as another, just because of the proximity there, and they've played a good bit, obviously, being the Eastern foes. And then your guess is as good as mine for the third. Um, maybe it's Tennessee, maybe it's Vanderbilt, maybe it's Auburn. Um, there are a couple options that you could go with, but I do think Kentucky and I do think Florida are probably going to be the two uh, for sure. And then take a take one out of a hat and figure it out for number three for the SEC. What do you think, Florida? I mean, uh, what do you think Carolina fans think about the concept of no Tennessee on their schedule? That's been such a salty interesting rivalry down through the years with some really loud moments on both sides, some really crazy games, including last season. I think they want Tennessee on the schedule. I think that's one that they enjoy playing. It's only four hours, four and a half hours, depending on how fast you drive up the road, up 26 and 40. They want that one on the schedule, I think, and that's the one that they've enjoyed playing, enjoyed going to. It would be sad to see that one go off the schedule if that one is it does ultimately end up not being part of the three, uh, just because I, I I do think fans enjoy playing up there and, and having that series on the to look forward to every year. 
Hey, Colin, peek down there at the South Carolina schedule this year. Tell me what you think the number's going to be, the, the, a fair ask win total off that 12-game schedule. Yeah, I think anywhere from six to eight, with nine probably being the ceiling. Um, if I had to go right now, I'd probably see seven and five, just because we don't know what South Carolina is going to be. And you know, you're looking at it. There's so many toss-up games. We don't know what North Carolina is going to be. We don't know what Mississippi State's going to be. Tennessee's replacing, you know, all world, you know, Indian Hooker and Jalen Hyatt, and replacing it on there. Florida, who knows? Missouri, who knows? A and M again. Your guess is as good as mine. Kentucky, same thing. Clemson, the same thing. So, if you win more than you lose in your toss-up games and beat Furman, beat Jacksonville State, beat Vanderbilt, all that, you have a chance at seven or eight win. But if you lose more, then you're probably looking at six and six. So, um, my guess right now would be anywhere. I, I would say seven and five, but anywhere from six and six to eight and four would make a lot of sense for me. You know, I. I... <sighs> I got to ask you something here. You, you brought Clemson up, which is kind of, and we were talking about him earlier. We had, uh, and I'm not here to crack on anybody, but we had their play-by-play guy on for the bowl game. And the way that dude, the radio guy, he seemed like a nice fella. The way they talk about Dabo Swinney. I mean, you talk about Kool-Aid drinkers. Did Colin, did they... Did Tennessee knock them a little silly the way they whipped them in that bowl game? Did that peel a little bit of the paint off his veneer, so to speak? Uh, a little bit. And the way that that ended, when you lose you lose to South Carolina at home, and that's, that's like a 40-plus game home winning streak, then you lose that bowl game. This is... Clemson doesn't go into offseason having lost two straight games. That's just not how that program's operated for a while. And so there's a lot of – there is some hand-wringing up there. Now, they're still recruiting at a high level. There's still talent on the roster, and the ACC is not the SEC from a talent standpoint. Um, but it kind of forced Dabo's hand in terms of kind of changing how he approaches things. And um, he used to always be an in-house guy. He always promoted from within and rewarded guys promoting within. You know, that forced his hand to go out and get a Garrett Riley to come in as OC, and they still haven't really mined the portal the way other schools are. Um, but this, there was a lot of hand-wringing up there, and uh, I think South Carolina fans took a little bit of joy in that, watching Tennessee do, doing what they did and then watching Clemson lose a bowl game like that. There was some there was some joy in that moment as, as South Carolina fans got to watch it. And they really believe like that that dude's different. Am I wrong to say that's like a cultish deal around him, or am I missing that? All in, they have personified all in, and that is, I don't think you're far off. I think that they're they're bought into the nth degree up there with everything going on and the commitment to the bit, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Well, Colin, I didn't think it was real. We we had that dude on, and I thought to myself, this guy sounds like a nice fella. But this guy can't believe, I mean, he works in major college sports. Like you and I know, Mitch, you know, you take the good with the bad, the war. I mean, there's good things in it. Don't get me wrong. There's, in fact, there's great things in it. But there's warts, too. This guy was like, I was expecting him to say that uh, the football coach was going to come over to Tennessee River and, like, walk on it at one point. I mean, I was just like, wow. Revered up there. Wow. 
again, all in. They say all wow. in, and they mean it. That's a, that's a fan base that hook, line, sinker, all of it. They they really, for good and for bad, um, because they do raise a ton of money up there for, because mm-hmm. of it, and they have a you know all of that stuff. But yeah, good good and bad. Um, hey. They they are all in. Colin, I appreciate you appearing on my TLD Logistics hotline today, online tldlogistics.com. Tell the living listeners, should they want to uh, interact with you, read your work, how they can find you, and give them the pitch, my friend, and I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I work for Gamecock Central, which is part of the On3 Sports Network. You can find all of us on social media at Gamecock Central. Go over to GamecockCentral.com. If you're a member at On3, you can read all of our stuff, interact with our fans. I'm on Twitter at Colin Taylor, uh, C-O-L-L-Y-N, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Um, and come and interact, and let's gear up for football season and, and what should be a, a really interesting few weeks heading up to the start of spring practice here and baseball rounding out form and, and all that fun stuff. Appreciate you, my man. Awesome. Take it easy, y'all. Hey, thank you, Colin. 865-200-5402. Thank my friends at TLD Logistics. Online at tldlogistics.com. Who knows? We get to tell them some Butch Jones stories. An hour or two, we might just be on the air with you, laughing and giggling and carrying on and all that good stuff. You know, when he was talking, that, that whole Clemson thing, I, I just go back. I was in Pennsylvania sitting at a Wawa when I interviewed that dude because I was up there around Christmas visiting family. I was fetching my son at school as well. So I was killing like four birds at one stone and doing my show every day. You didn't know that, but not that you care where the show emanates from. But I'll never forget sitting there and just going, this guy can't be real. Like, you can't be that close to this and believe all that stuff. Because people that are that close to it just, they just, you know, they just know what it is. It's pro sports. Don't call it pro sports, but, you know. Oh, no. He said, he said, I said, how many, uh, what do you call those guys that opt out of the bowl game, hold out? What do you call them? I don't even know. You call them holdouts, the guys that don't want to play in the bowl game, whatever that is. Opt out. How many opt outs? He goes, none. Then it doesn't happen here. I'm like, well, excuse me? They had like two or three guys do it, but I'm like, chief, it's uh, getting ready to be 2023. Tennessee's going to have opt-outs. You're going to have opt-outs. That's how this is going to work. Oh, no. You know what's different with Dabo? No, it's not. We come back. Hugie Bear. Hugie Bear hits us with his best shot, and then we'll we'll make you laugh an hour three. I promise you that. But uh, Colin <laughs> Collins said they're all... I'm not know if he was real comfortable with that line of questioning and me choosing to go there and stay there, but you know, you come on here and you sort of get what you get as we continue. I, I like Colin Taylor a lot. As we continue on the other side with a guy I, I, I really like as well, the great Mike Huguenin, after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. 
At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. 
want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat. You act like a bunch of Southern disgusting human beings. You need to go off the mayor. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Hey, Del, you made a comment and called me a jackass yesterday. Well, it, it, there was a that was a friendly comment. That, okay, it, but but that go ahead and, and seal my faith as being a Democrat. You know, we got a jackass as a symbol, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm a true Democrat, buddy. So okay. it wasn't a put down from my perspective. It was a peg up. So that's, thanks a lot. That's the way to go. <laughs> Just own it. Yes, sir. Three dudes with a view, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm going to make a prediction to you right now. The great Mike Huguenin is going to come in hot today. Hot! On the TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. Hugi, let's start here. The NCA and their inf- infinite wisdom, and it is infinite, is proposing shortening the transfer window so as to get their arms and hands around this a little more. Your thoughts? It's ridiculous. Um First off, this was the first off-season with the windows. And let's let it simmer and cook for a while before you come in and say, well, this isn't going to work. Plus, no surprise, um, the proposed rule would remove some of the power from the players. So um, I think if if they vote for it, it's going to pass, but it's, it's, I don't understand. Uh, I don't think it's reasonable right now because, let's, again, let's see how this truly works two or three years from now. Plus, you have all the usual suspects weighing in on stuff, and one of the most surprising ones to me was Greg Sankey. Sankey said, you know, studies show that most of the guys who entered the portal entered extremely quickly, and that's true. And then he said the longer it lasts, that's when you get the third parties and everybody else involved in trying to, get guys to move. That, that, that is patently ludicrous. If Sankey truly believes that the only time that third parties get involved is four or five weeks into the portal opening, window opening, he is the most naive person on the face of the earth in earth's history. Um, you, you got third parties getting involved during the season, for God's sake. Plus, if it's such a big... A big problem for Sankey. Also, coaches whine and moan. Administrators whine and moan. The commissioner now, Sankey's whining and moaning. Well, if, if this is truly a problem, you know something, Greg Sankey? You know something, administrators? You know something, coaches? You have the power to change it. And yet, all they do is, is whine and moan. It's back like when... Um, Mark, uh, not Mark May, Drake May, the North Carolina quarterback. You had Pat Narduzzi, Mac Brown, and Dan Orlovsky saying, well, schools offered him $5 million to transfer. What schools are they? Well, I don't really feel comfortable saying it. Well, then, then shut up and don't say a word. Um, and this is the same principle. If, hey, hey, Sankey, if, if people are breaking the rules, and by the way, SEC coaches 
get a lot of grief from other leagues about being very involved in a portal before they should be, then come out and say something definitive and say, if we find out one of my, one of our coaches is doing this, that coach is going to be suspended to lose part of his salary. That will stop this kind of stuff from happening. Hey, Higgy, you know, the, just, a, just a little um, anecdote here to show you how absurd his comments are. We know the kind of money that's in college football, right? And you and I know the co- kind of money that's in um, college baseball. Fans can't understand the disparity in those NIL markets between those two sports. I was talking with a couple of uh, Tennessee folks close to their program this week, and they're like, listen, man, these college kids now, baseball, these kids have handlers. And there's no money. I mean, there's no money in it. It's like if you're a great player in college baseball and somebody gives you 10 grand a month that's over the moon money yeah that's i, I don't I, I would be shocked if play if a baseball player got that kind of money i'll be honest right like and so if, i've heard is more like yeah uh, a couple hundred a week perhaps nil deal they're not big nil deals um now maybe they will be but you're right i mean football and basketball are vastly different because you can you're much more in the public eye, especially yes. when it comes to football. College baseball, there's a very limited audience for it. Um, same with softball, though. Oklahoma, you, you hear stuff about Oklahoma giving uh, transfer X amount of money plus a truck to transfer there. I'm not sure I buy that either, though I think Oklahoma does have a, a robust NIL program for softball, and I mean robust compared to other schools. But the idea that a college baseball player is going to um, get the same kind of NIL deals as a football or basketball player, that, that's, I, I've never heard, I've not seen anything remotely close to those, that kind of money for a baseball player. But the point is, if there are agents in that and handlers in that, and Greg Sankey wants to act like it's because of the, and these guys are slick now. He sat down with his advisors and okay, what are our reasons for Because we're going to restrict these kids now. We're going to take some freedom away. We've got to have a palatable reason that the public will buy. And that's, 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 and that's exactly a right. joke. <laughs> that's a they're, joke. That they're selling the idea that, you know, the longer the transfer portal window is open, well, that just gives the, the unsavory characters a chance to come in. They're, they're in. They're already in. So especially when it comes to football. So, um, and you're right, the, the, that's a very good way to put it, p- making it palatable to take away some student-athlete freedom. Because you and I well know anybody listening right now who went to college knows that they could have gone to four colleges in four years if they wanted as long as their academics were in order. You could transfer, heck, I, I knew a person who transferred at the end of a semester somewhere else. So athletes are held to a different standard. They've always been held to a different standard. And the interesting part of the transfer portal is that there were only five sports in the NCAA did you have to sit out after you transferred. It was football, basketball, women's basketball, um, I think it was hockey and maybe I can't remember. The, I, I should know the other one. But there was only five. So in other words, if you were a soccer player, you could transfer all you. You could transfer with it with no problem. It's the the the, the 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 
five big money sports were the, were the issue, and that's what everybody's focusing on. But again, the idea that oh, the uh, only because the window is open so long does that make that that's that's when the, the nefarious stuff starts happening. That's ludicrous. Well, another thing that's highly comical because it's almost like wrestling in the kayfabe era with some of these college reporters and writers. And no offense to them, but this whole thing that's going on in Texas, where in plain English, if I'm a donor, I can give my money to Texas or Texas A&M, accrue points through their system, take the tax write-off that comes with that as well, and pay players. Right. And if anybody listening to me doesn't think that that's not a huge advantage, I can't help you. Everybody acts like Greg Sankey's going to be able to wave his magic wand to get that under control. And, and, and Hughie, that's just not reality. Your thoughts no, on that whole no, deal. And that's the thing. that Administrators, including college ADs, often bitch and moan about stuff. Same, and coaches, obviously, are the worst. And commissioners do it as well. If you're Russ Bjork or if you're Chris Delaconte at Texas, um, you, you can get this. You can change it. You can say, no, we're not doing this. But... That's then maybe you lose your job, but it's amazing the hand wringing and teeth gnashing that goes on, and then five minutes later, these same dudes who are bemoaning the certain bemoaning certain things in college sports. Five minutes later, they're over there shaking the hand of somebody, doing the exact thing they just spent ten minutes complaining about. I see Nick Saban when he hated the spread offense, and then he adopted it. Right. And, 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 and these guys, and, and the media just continue. I mean, they're going to sit there and let them say, well, yeah, well, maybe, uh, it, it, Bjork the other day said, you know, I guess if they ask us to comply, we will. Then again, it is state law. Right. They have no intention of, why no, would you no, comply? Why would you comply? Why? It's all, right. It's always, it's always about it, what gives me the biggest advantage at following state law. So I'm going to do it. And that the whole thing with the NCAA coming out with that memo earlier this week, yeah. the NCAA rules supersede state law, and then you had a lot of lawyers saying that's ridiculous. <laughs> then you had others saying, wait a second here, the NCAA is a private organization. If they want to put restrictions on their members, that that's legal to do. Yep. So it, it's, it's going to be extremely interesting to see how all this stuff shakes out. But you're right. I mean, if if... If you're a football coach in Texas, uh, you're like, this rule is a gigantic advantage to us. Uh, We're going to keep doing it. Uh-huh. The law, rather, is a gigantic advantage. Yeah, I'm going to go to every billionaire and say, hey, run your money through the school. Yeah. And we'll run it out to the athletes. You you accrue your points. Of course, the ADs aren't going to like that there because at the end of the day, that's money that was going to be used to build these opulent, insane exactly. buildings. Like the one down there, the world's largest sports bar down at Arkansas. I mean, that's really necessary. The world's largest sports bar in Arkansas Stadium, Hughie. I mean, who knew the world needed that? Yeah, right. And what's interesting also, I actually saw a story maybe two months ago. You know, coaches and administrators always said our facilities are lagging behind we got to upgrade our facilities Always. for recruiting purposes. Yep, yep. Now, or so this, I think it was the athletic, the facilities 
if you tell a kid, well, we got the best facilities of all, but you're not going to get in any, any NIL money versus our facilities look like a high school, but we're going to give you $80,000 a month, guess where that kid's signing? So the idea now supposedly is that the facilities race is going to truly slow down. Yes, you need an indoor practice facility, but maybe you don't, you know, maybe you don't need the, 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 swim, the swimming pool in the end zone kind of thing. You don't need a lazy river in your football facility anymore because it's going to be more important for NIL money to be spent than money for, oh, look, we have a barber shop in our football facility that has marble floors. You know, that kind of stuff is, I think, going to fall by the wayside because NIL is more important now. But, you know, I don't think it does because I read Danny White's communique with season ticket holders the other day, and they're increasing ticket prices for 2024. And his verbiage is that they have to keep up with the Joneses in well, the league if you want to stay I mean, competitive. I think the, the extra accoutrements is the thing. I mean, if your baseball field is a piece of garbage, yes, you need to upgrade it. If your softball field doesn't have a, you know, an outfield, a, wall, a chain link outfield wall, yes, you're going to upgrade that. I just think it's the, you know, we, we need a football facility that costs $70 million. We don't need to spend $150 million on it. I, and I, I totally buy that. I think if you're telling a kid... Well, if you can do both, fine. But if you're telling a kid, well, look at our practice facility, look at our football, indoor football, look at our indoor uh, practice facility, look at our weight room, but our NIL deals, no, we're not going to come close to matching school A, but our facilities are better. I don't think very many recruits are going to buy that anymore. The great Mike Hugan and breaking it down scientifically. Hugie, on the way out, we had two. What was our third bullet point? I've already forgotten what the third one was. I'm sorry? Do you remember what our third topic was? We were going to hit it. Well, that was a uh, pretty damning story, I think, in in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution earlier this week about the Georgia's handling of certain sexual assault cases. And I think that if you've been reading about Georgia off the field this year, if you're an SEC fan reading about Georgia and its legal issues, you're well acquainted with the name Bryant Gant. Uh, every school has someone like that to an extent. Um, it certainly seems as if Mr. Gant, who's a former Georgia player, uh, he played in the late 90s, is extremely well acquainted with the Athens, Georgia law enforcement community. Mm. Let's put it that way. Mm. And I think if this were a 1950s film, uh, Brian Gant would be referred to as a fixer. You know, the thing that's really interesting is that this was telegraphed. And people say, well, why is the AJC being so aggressive, which they are being aggressive, with Georgia? When your head coach goes into a job at that state school, and one of the first things he does is seeks to change FOIA laws law. and open record laws because he learned it from Nick Saban. I mean, I call it like it is here. I, I call it straight down the middle. That is something that he learned. It was the, one of the first things he did. Basically, he's telegraphing that we're going to do anything and everything to keep our football program at the top. I'm sorry. That's what that is. Yeah, just. 
um, obviously, I live in Florida. I'm a Florida alum. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Florida people I've talked to in the last couple of days were like, oh, Kirby Smart is Urban Meyer, too. Because the, the, the Florida team, obviously, between 2005 and 2010 was exceedingly good. <laughs> and they also had an exceedingly large number of uh, questionable yep. character guys. Yep. So um, I don't think that Florida players racked up all those the number of speeding tickets, um, which was, you know, I think some people saw the AJC story a couple weeks ago about speeding tickets and were like, who cares about that? But I think the, the premise would be that Georgia really, its players get away with a lot of stuff. And then, boom, comes this story this week, and you're like, yeah, this uh, has some hint of Baylor about it. Well, your boy Bianchi had a great line down there in Orlando. He, he said one time, this stuck with me, he said that Tim Tebow for that era was the fumigator. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a yeah. great line. Yeah. Because you're right, everybody focused on Tebow. Um, pay attention to this guy. Don't look at those dudes over there on the other side. Yeah. Hughie, on the way out, I appreciate you. Hope you have a great weekend. All right, have a happy July 4th, man. Yeah, Thanks. man, you too. Who, who you like in the USFL championship game? You going to be watching it with me? Is that this? I didn't even know. That oh! Thank you, my man. All right, see you. Take care. The Pittsburgh Maulers, brother, that's the answer. Lambrito's Pittsburgh Maulers. Let's do this. I'm going to keep it live and legal, and then we'll get some phone calls in. 865-200-5402, the number. I told you Hughie was going to come hard today. I told you he was going to come hot and hard. He came hot. Let's keep uh, let's keep the conversation going here an hour or two. Hour two on your Tony Basilio show. Let's go ahead and go to the phones at 865-200-5402. The great Mike Huguenin has left us. He has left the building. So let's go back to our busy phones. And we'll get our next call in as uh, we break it down scientifically with you. There is a ton, a ton, a ton to talk about. A ton. And we'll go to the phones. Hughie, man, he, he was, uh, woof. You know what's interesting about last couple of days and looking at the Southeastern Conference for the upcoming year? What I find really interesting, we were just talking about Florida a second ago in the glory days under Urban Meyer, is that Florida's expectations this year are similar to South Carolina's. Now, I would like somebody to tell me how you can be position where Florida is, have their history post-1990, and have a guy come on here yesterday and, and rightfully say, Anywhere from five to nine games. How many are you going to win? Yeah, anywhere we're between five and eight. Could be five. I, I have it in the blog today. I, I, you know, I'm looking at that yesterday, and I'm going, that, that sounds like South Carolina or Kentucky. And then he says, you know, if if it doesn't go right, the the recruiting class could fall apart, and then 2024 could be just an absolute kick to the junk Let's go to the phones. So yesterday we got to talking about and laughing about Butch Esms and Butch Jones. And I'm going to reintroduce that now as only we can because, well, 
I want to laugh, and I'm by myself today. So I don't have my human shields around me. Bino, Brian. And so, butchisms. Here's what we've come up with thus far. Leadership reps. The night he was fired, the caprese salad bit, which is really, these are just mentioned by different callers. That, that's really more of a, uh, uh, that's really more of a Garza Law, sidebar kind of deal. The punning F-word, fourth down, the Southern Miss game, where Butch Jones MF'd the fan base. And then, in true Butch Jones fashion afterwards, told the worst, dumbest, most unintelligent, most emotionally unintelligent lie possible about that. And while we're on the subject, what about Shy Tuttle falling on a helmet? First of all, we heard about and kind of wrote about the incident in real time when he got hit with a swinging helmet, which is a borderline assault. I mean, if you really want to get down to it, that's that's pretty nasty. That's That's lawsuit. That's bad stuff. Put it this way, current coach over at Tennessee would not have handled it that way. Come out and made a story up that a guy fell on a helmet, of all things to fall on. And we were, in real time, I mean, you talk about belly laughing at somebody. Another uh, person recounted yesterday that telling the fans that eight or nine games, winning eight or nine games was sufficient at UT. Hey, listen, that's a great season here. Asked his team to carry him off the field, according to several guys, like demanded him, hey, pick me up and carry me off the field here the night they beat Nebraska. So he could pretend like they had just won, you know, some heavily meaningful game of consequence in college football. I mean, this guy was from another world. Then someone reminded me of Butch's chart in Gainesville, and I had totally forgotten about the scenario in the game, but... You're up 12, around six minutes to play in a game. You score a touchdown. You should be home free at that point. He kicks an extra point and loses by a point. And then afterwards says, well, we commissioned a study. Instead of just going, you know, I kind of got caught up in it, and I apologize. I just want to apologize. to the fan. See, people like him don't have the capacity to do what Tony Valls does, where he goes on the radio and goes, hey, you know what? I didn't handle that right. Or, man, I learned from that. Or, we learned from that last year. Or, you know, Tony, he told me, Tony told me, he said, you know, last year, 2022, we're playing that Notre Dame series, and my kids are are playing out in Omaha already. He said, that's my fault. My fault. You think Butch Jones would ever say something like that? Something, anything remotely relating to that to our fan? Uh, No. Somebody yesterday brought up the term five-star hearts, which um, I've got to say is I forgot about. I forgot about a lot of this. His gratuitous use of the term individuals will never be forgotten by the living fan. So if you want to throw out there a butchism today, and, I, and I've got to read an um, email I got today because y'all are out there. And then we'll go to the phones. Uh, let's see here. Where am I? Where was I? Where am I going? Okay, this is from Michael. Michael writes today. Tony, I've got to say that 
My favorite Butch Jones moment is when Shy Tuttle broke his orbital bone, which I'd totally forgotten that he broke his orbital bone. Think about the level of assault that is and the amount of money you could win in a lawsuit over something like that. My favorite moment is when Shy Tuttle broke his orbital bone in an obvious locker room fight and Lyle came out and said it happened because he fell on a helmet. My tailgate group still jokes about that to this day, which leads me to this. People say, well, Tony, you know, we're in the, we're looking out the windshield. You're looking at the rearview mirror. No, I'm laughing. It is a part of our football heritage here. And we're just like friends sitting around a tailgate laughing about this stuff. And I find, I'm sorry, I find the Butch Jones era Though painful, stupid, and kind of a waste of time, I also find it kind of comical. Because the Phillies had their own Butch Jones. His name is Gabe Kapler. He's currently coaching in San San Francisco. And this guy was a moron. And he was so Butch Jones-esque. He was a human slogan. Uh, They arrived at camp one year, and he had this thing in camp where he said, depending on the batter... We're going to re-alter our outfield. And they looked at him and went, huh? Yeah, we might take the right fielder and switch him over to left and take the center fielder and switch him over to right and put the left fielder in. And they, and they looked at him and went, huh? And sure enough, when the season opened, he was doing some absolutely moronic things. Till the media up there melted him. Absolutely melted him. To the point where he had to act like a normal human being. Michael goes on to say, I got to say, Tony, this is indicting of him, but I'm going to read it anyway. Polly Joe is by far my favorite caller on the show right now. I'm not sure what that says about my level of intelligence. But every time he calls in, I turn up the volume and die laughing. On yesterday's show, when he said that Rick Barnes started the transfer portal when he flirted with UCLA, I about lost it. I would love to get that guy a gift card to his favorite restaurant or something if you could get it to him. This guy wants to give Polly Joe a gift card. Are these the kind of people I attract? I mean, let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. And we'll start things off today. Hello and welcome into our first call. Hello, Tony. Billy, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, buddy. There's only one way how I would describe Butch Jones. He wasn't a head coach. No. He he was a Hollywood actor playing the role of a of a head football coach. Well, if that's the case, I would have rather had Goldie Hawn and Wildcats. Yeah. Are you a Goldie yeah. Hawn fan? Yeah, I like Goldie Hawn. Where's she from? I don't know. I have no idea. Didn't she, Bill, used to be on the original Laugh-In? Yes. Yes. And several others, Dave Madden, who later starred in the Partridge family. I love he Dave was... Madden, a.k.a. Reuben <laughs> Kincaid. He was, a, he was a member of Laugh-In. And Larry Hovis, you know, uh, when uh, he was once uh, on Hogan's Heroes. Thank you, buddy. He was on Laugh-In. Daniel Hovis? 
What character was he on Hogan, Hogan's Larry, Heroes? Larry Hovis. Larry Hovis. Oh, Larry Hovis. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Daniel Chauvin here. What? What? Uh, what? Um, what character was he on Hogan's Heroes? Oh boy, I wish I knew, but I, I, you know, I, I can't say offhand. Well, you're okay, Bill. So, what else is on your alleged mind today? So, you know, on this, uh, on this DeAndre Hopkins thing, he's not going to sign with the Titans because I don't believe the Titans can afford him. And I do not think that Rand Carthon wants to make the same type of mistake that John Robinson did, which costed him his job. I'm not a big believer in acquiring wide receivers over the age of 30, Bill, in the NFL. Sorry. That's a yeah. fool's errand, man. So I believe if he goes anywhere, Tony, it'll, it'll either be to the Patriots or to the Chiefs or maybe the Panthers. Develop your own. That's what I say. Develop your own. So I would say this. I don't agree with several of these uh, these uh, media people that like to that like to uh, blow um, or as little quote from my dad like to blow smoke up. Uh, Bill Belichick's tail in by telling him he's the greatest coach in college in professional football, which I'm not going to buy. You know who made him? Who that? Tom Brady. Tom Brady was Bill Belichick's John Wayne. That's all I could say. John Wayne was Bill Belichick's Tonto. Yeah. Because he's the one that he's the one that really made Bill Belichick. Bill, ever since Bill, I I think those guys kind of made each other. If we can be honest about it here. Well, okay, I would compare Bill Belichick to John Ford, who was a great movie director, and I would compare maybe uh, Tom Brady to John Wayne. He was he was his John Wayne. You know. This call is ringing of Etzel Ford right now. Well, Who's I'm that? just you telling you how. I'm just messing with you. But I wanted to work Etzel Ford in there if you said John Ford. Bill, give me some credit for that. Is yeah. that not true that that car, the Etzel, was named after Etzel Ford? Is that not true? No, it was it was Henry Ford. No, I think there was a kid named, I think there was a son or somebody named Etzel, and that's where they got that name. Yeah, oh, uh, not Etzel Ford, but... um, I think it was Etzel. It it was Henry Ford. He's the one that that invented the automobile. Bill, you are my main man. Uh, what do you make of all these guys getting suspended for gambling, Bill, in the NFL? They issued a bunch of them yesterday. Do these guys have any sense in their heads? Uh, they need to use them for something besides a hat rack. That's all I could say right there. Well, Bill, you're my man. Monday, you got to call us on our 4th of July special as we talk barbecuing and grilling. Okay. But as a special, as a special prelude to that, how do you like your hamburger done? Uh, I like it well done. What do you put on it? Uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday, Sandy served some hamburgers, oh. and uh, and uh, she and we. I put on it um, mustard, ketchup, a lettuce, 
and, toma- and tomato. That's what I do. And a real, real, real pungent onion. Yes. Thank you, Bill. And then I put my button on and say, says, kiss me, I'm Irish. Daniel, welcome in. <laughs> Twitter spaces. <laughs> Daniel, oh, you boy. sat Sorry. through that. You think that pulled some uh, gray matter out of your brain as I welcome you in. Oh, I'm uh, my stomach hurts. I've been LOLing because for, for one second, I thought Euler Bill was going to stay on topic. But I don't no, know I kept pulling him off topic. I, I know, pulled Oiler Bill. Yeah, I pulled Boiler. I was a real bad influence on Oiler Bill today. <laughs> Makes me laugh so bad. Oh, but uh, I appreciate the time. Uh, the, the one of my favorite things with Butch Jones going back. The uh, team, team one seventeen. Oh, the team naming of the teams, the team numbering of the teams. Makes me laugh like Bill. I mean, what in the world? Who would think, and why wouldn't somebody around him at the university or any of these schools at the time, Daniel? I would be a friend, and I'd walk up to him and go, Butch, you do realize that sounds like you're about nine. Just crazy. Crazy. Uh, How high did he get? Do you remember? I think he started at like 119 or 117 and... He was like twenty or twenty-one. It yeah, was, you know, five or six years. So Matt Dixon would know that. Barely. Maybe one twenty-three. Uh, it was uh, it was ridiculous. But a uh, quick story: yes. uh, accidentally, accidentally got high five by Little Butch Jones's baby hands on a ball walk one year. My uh, my son loves the ball walk, and we're yes. we're getting ready to walk walk down the hill. And I said, "Get your hand out there! Get your hand out there!" And this little baby hand gives me a high five. Now we're we're sweating profusely in September, and Butch Jones' hand was as ice cold as like the other side of the pillow. I'm like, <laughs> how how is that possible? It's just crazy. Oh but, my yeah. gosh, Daniel. the world's smallest baby hand that was freezing cold. You made me LOL, and you, you know what they say. You know what they say. Small, well, Daniel, thank well, you. Have a good one. Good talking to you. Thank you. Yes, love sir. You, yeah, love you. Let's go back to Twitter spaces and get Zach in here, because you people are a bunch of simpletons, and I'm learning how to use this thing, which makes me kind of dangerous. Zach, welcome in. Hey, Tony. Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, brother. Uh, I, I don't. I don't have any wild Butch Jones stories. Yes, I checked out for those six years. That was good for my mental health, honestly. No, oh, no question. But you, when you hear some of this stuff, as I hear some of this stuff, I said, "Do do we really live through that?" Like Daniel's thing, the numbering of the teams. I mean, who would even think of doing that? So great. In retrospect, that is so wonderful. He he reminds me of a art teacher in high school. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. Exactly. No, I, I think that's, yeah, a cross between, like, a frustrated, really bad police officer and an art teacher. And a really bad marketing guy, like a two-bit marketing guy. 
and a bad coach. Individuals. Individ- oh, just a terrible coach. Hey, uh, what do you think about our uh, game against the Tar Heels? I love it. You know, I was talking about it in the blog. Orange Throat wrote about it today. I'll tell you this right now. And, uh, when Zen throws up those, uh, the Zen sports folks, when they throw up those future bets and hoops and that schedule gets locked in, I'm betting on that game big time. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Rick Barnes is going to be fully dialed in against the Carolina <sighs> Brethren. First of all, it's in his sweet spot of early in the season. Yeah. Secondly, Tennessee is going to have a monstrous team. And thirdly, he ain't going to lose to those guys in November. No nope. way. No way. That's going to be his national championship. You got game. it, Zach. I mean, I hate to put it that way. I'm kind of borderline thinking about uh, calling uh, my buddy Mark over at Chariots of Hire mm-hmm. and getting us a big 56-passenger bus and going over there to watch that massacre. Oh, put me on that bus. And doing the Garza Law postgame show on the on the bus afterwards coming back. That would be like the magical mystery tour movie that the Beatles made. Yes. Can you imagine how dumb we would all be at the end of that? We would all be singing, Baby, You're a Rich Man, by the time that was over. Hey, thank you, Zach. Good talking to you. See you, man. We are learning. We are learning how to use this technology before your very eyes. It is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, let's get Jay Carvin here, who's up next with us. Jay Carve, welcome in. Jay Carve, welcome in. Tony, I appreciate it. Yes. Um, I, my favorite Butch moment is uh, by far the turnover trash can. Now, when, when did we break that out? Somebody refresh my memory. Do you remember? Because I remember I doing the post game that night. And I remember somebody calling in, and I think Tennessee won that game, and just cussing him out a blue streak after a win. I want to say, was it that night in the Dome, the Georgia Dome? Yeah, I believe you're right. And credit to the previous caller. I'm pretty sure that trash can had the team number on it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Was it like... Okay, was it a was it a plastic trash can or was it at least like silver or orange and white? Do you what do you remember about the turnover trash can? I'm pretty sure it was like a smoky gray color, but it was like a big, big plastic one. But yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> my one of my brothers called me from Pennsylvania and he what? said, "Dude." What is going on with your football team? He was like, it's one thing to suck. It's another thing to suck doing that. And I said, man, you got me. I said, I am not going to. And that's the thing about Butch Jones. You couldn't, like, when other people were clowning on you, you couldn't defend him. He was indefendable or whatever that term is. Didn't he piss off like Jalen Hurd that game or or someone I can't remember? Oh, he pissed everybody off all the time. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know who came out of there with heat with him. I remember Gitmo was sitting over there. I thought, man, here's what I thought about Gitmo. I thought that guy can really play. He was sitting over there with his hat backwards, his hair done up right, up high, 
couple of earrings in, good-looking guy. I thought that SOB can ball. Anybody that strikes a pose like that sitting on a bench has to be a baller. No. Hotel Garantano, you can check out, but you can never leave. You got it, brother. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Jay Carve. Absolutely outstanding stuff from him. Much appreciated. I'm telling you, I learned to use this new technology. The rest of the world better watch out. Watch out is what I say. Watch out. Let's uh, let's keep the uh, conversation going here, and let's get Big Josh in the hunt and in the mix with us. Big Josh, welcome in. What's up, Tony? What's up, Josh? Hey, my favorite uh, big story uh, is um, with the, uh, you remember the, the Mercedes with the lamp out gold? The what? He had that Mercedes thing. Oh, my gosh. Mode. The wings. The wings on the, the car. The wings. And he, uh, you know, he had to shoot the legs in the rocket collection. I, I don't believe I've ever seen anybody that wanted to uh, admire more than Butch John. I agree with that. His... I'm telling you, Sean Sinclair says that there were people, and Sean knows people in the program, but there are people down there that were on the field um, who, who, set, who say to Sean that he turned to his team and basically begged them to carry him off the field. <laughs> I mean, do, let me ask you something, Josh. Do you believe that? Do you believe that story, Josh? Because I 1,000%... I 1,000% believe that story. It sounds like uh, Josh has left us there because he's having a, a misconnection or whatever it is. 865-200-5402. We've got calls. We've got spaces. We've got faces and places. Please carry me off the field, guys. Carry me off the field. What, what are you, freaking Woody Hayes? As, could you imagine Josh Heupel turning to his team and saying, carry me off the field. Carry me off the field. As we continue with more after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
TB back with you, 865-200-5402. It's 33 past your hour. It's an outstanding day to be alive and well. By the way, tomorrow night, I'll be playing some music. Uh, my boy Davey Boy Bivens will be with us uh, tomorrow, Guitar Wizard of the Stars. Uh, we'll be playing down at Calhoun's on the river, 7 to 10 tomorrow night. We'll probably get underway around 645, though. Get started a little early. But uh, it's going to be a really great night. So come on out and see us. And hopefully with the rain, it's knocked some of the smoke down. I don't know about you, but, boy, that smoke had me feeling 92. Because that smoke, uh, that smoke was no joke. Back to our phones. We Like uh, Gary's Cubs were for my sillies this week who steamrolled those guys. Hello and welcome into our next call, and let's get our next call in. You are live on the Basilio Show on a Friday. Hey, Tone, how's it going, man? It's Jeff. Hey, Jay, welcome in, bro. Hey, man, it, you've had an awesome show literally every day this week. I have cracked it so many times. I texted you, I think it was either yesterday or Wednesday, and just told you how good that show was that day, how much I appreciate it. It sucks because I can't call in where I'm working, so... I apologize. I've got a few topics I want to hit on. The first, uh, the first one being when you were talking to uh, Titans Bill, you know, you say develop your receivers. I do too, unless you can fleece the Titans for AJ Brown, then you do that. Can you uh, imagine that their previous regime just let AJ Brown go over spite, and then, and then they're out there talking about this broken down guy from Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. And AJ Brown's young too. That's a crazy thing. He's a young guy. Exactly. exactly. It's dumb. I, I was just dumbfounded when that trade went down that night. But anyway, you have to develop them unless you can fleece somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, another mm-hmm. thing, yeah, your poor your poor Phillies dealing with Gabe Crapler those few years. That was that was radio gold listening to Angelo those mornings. Oh. Rip him limb from limb. Oh. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something, boys. Everybody out there listening, I can't trust a man who's going to Get a bite of ice cream and then spit it out. You know, he just because he, he can't take the calories in his body. That's what he said. Real man. If you're going to get a bite of ice That's cream, right. spit it out. They said his that, friends say that he would sit over there. Two two things were rather strange about him. He would sit by a trash can when he ate dessert, and he would chew it, and then he would get it on the back of his taste buds and then spit it out. That's a little yep. little bit of aberrant, odd behavior, I'd say, from a male. And then the second thing is, and and ladies, listen up, um, he would also, how do we put this? He would sunbathe nude, and he would use tinfoil to, shall we say, sun his under uh, regions. A little bit of odd behavior. A little bit of odd behavior from him. There was a running joke up up there on the radio, too, like how did he buy his baby oil by the 55-gallon drum or what, you know, to to get himself good and oiled up. He loved himself. He loved him from Gabe Kapler now. You daggone right he did. And that brings me to my favorite Bush Jones thing. Uh, I'm coming for this alumni hall card. And one one thing real quick, I really hope alumni hall can do a thing like they done last year with the meet and greet with these players after the season's over like they did last year. My son and his friends had a blast. I've told you this a hundred times. We didn't get to go to the one earlier in the year that they done because of my work schedule, but I hope they can they can get one in. So if anybody from Alumni Hall is listening or whatever, if you can get something to go with some of these players, because 
my son and his buddies just had a blast that day meeting those guys. But my favorite thing that Butch Jones did, like you said, back Gabe, Butch loved him some Butch. So when we went from Adidas to Nike, the promotional thing they done, back at that time, Game of Thrones was huge. And the promotional thing they done, it wasn't about any players or pictures of athletes wearing uniforms. It was Butch Jones sitting on the throne of Nike shoes, and it was called Game of Jones. That's how much this idiot loved himself. That's why I'm coming after this alumni hall card, because this guy loved him. He loved him some Butch. I'm telling you, make a whole promotional thing about your school. About yourself. Apparel brand. About yourself. Yeah, going from Adidas to Nike, and, and on the promotional poster, it's you sitting on a bunch of, Nike boxes built like a throne, and the headline is Game of Jones. Oh, my God. How cringe can that be, man? Seriously. I mean, the guy could be a complete imbecile, for all I know. <laughs> He's nutty as a squirrel turtle. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, man. Can you imagine, like, okay, let's say somebody comes up with that, right? Somebody says, well, Tony, he didn't. If you're the head coach, wouldn't you have to say, wait a second. You want me? You're going to put me on what now? You're going to do what? Can we make a joke out of it? Is there any way we can? Oh no, no, no. He. I remember. You know, somebody sent me that yesterday. I was looking at it, and he had that Kim John Jones look on his face. That world conqueror look on his face. <laughs> and and the thing about it, that's not all though. What would, what would Angelo, what was it he always said to Gabe Kapler? He, he called him a smacked ass or something like that. This dude had the audacity to put himself on Neyland Stadium. And we like to know. Oh, my, in the General Neyland pose. In the General Neyland yeah. pose. That's incredible. put on Neyland Stadium. And we like to never got this fool off of it. I mean, it, that's that's my Bush Jones. Well, Bush loves him some Bush. So that's what I'm saying. I'm coming for the card. It's like. You know, it's like you are coming for the card. Yes, the you're back for the belt. For yeah, you are coming for the card. Thank <laughs> you, brother. Hey, you're my man, hey, Justin. Man. I love you, brother. I always love, love you, man. You have an awesome show every day. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Let's go back to our phones and laugh and giggle. The Butch Jones thing, Game of Jones. I mean, is that real? People say. Aren't you guys dancing a little too far? No, this all this stuff happened. And these are the things we know about. Imagine the things you don't know about. Let's go back to our phones. I thought Dooley was a nut job. Hello and welcome into our next call. How my friends and compatriots doing today? What's up, W? This is this is a lot of fun, uh, Tony, and I, I don't know if anybody's uh, brought this up yet, right. but uh, how about third down for what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> third down for what? Stirl the pearl. And it wasn't just like, it was every third. And if Butch Jones would have had his way, we would have had uniform chance. Remember, he tried to get us to do uniform yeah, chants in some spring game. He tried to do something that was like yes. long. And I was over there with Russell Smith, and we were, la- I mean, we were like, this can't, this this cat cannot be real. He's got to be doing a bit here. But as somebody said earlier, 
One thing about Butch Jones is he was committed to the bit, man. He was committed to his bit, which I got to say is a somewhat artist on here from time to time where you do bits every once in a while. You got to commit to it. If you're going to do a bit, you got to stay in there with it. You got to have bit discipline as well as eye discipline and keep your eyes on the thighs on the prize. Incredible. Then, then the last time I ever went to a spring game, and I'll never go to another one again unless we're playing ETSU or yes. Chattanooga. <laughs> the last spring game I went to, they had life-size cutouts of receivers yes. going down the field. And we were throwing the ball out of bounds. It was the greatest thing ever, trying to, like, um, trying to do. I was waiting on Johnny Darden or somebody like those things in Stokely. I was waiting on somebody to sneak one of those out there. <laughs> so great, man. You're so right, Dubberlin. And um, I think we were throwing in trash cans that day, too, was part of the drill. But, but I'm going to tell you this, right? I'm going to tell you this. As weird as the guy was, nobody could beat that Dooley dude. Like, when people used to tell me that Dooley, when we put the padding on the bricks in Neyland Stadium, and the guy that was selling that to UT, Dooley made the guy sit down and cut one of them open and then explain how the technology worked. And the guy was like, he, he, this guy can't be serious. And he just sat there. And then he tried to sell over there at that Butler Bailey Market when Sugar Shane used to work there. Uh, Sugar Shane said that, he sat there with him for 45 minutes and bought one light bulb and told him, next time I'm in here, you better be on your game, man. Be on your game. <laughs> I mean, these are people we've made like rich, wealthy people here as our football coaches. He tried to tell a brick mason how to lay brick. So great, man. I mean, you know. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Oh boy, I, those those uh, years with those three coaches just kind of meld yes. together now in misery. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. <laughs> and uh, our highlights were we beat three crappy Big Ten teams in bowl games. Could you not see him to Sean's story, turning to his team saying, "Carry me off the field down there in the Music City Bowl"? Could you not see Butch Jones doing that? Dub your lip. See that? I'm surprised he hadn't written a book on. He's the reason Nebraska's fallen down. Yep. <laughs> he beat him in the Music City Bowl, and they said, "Please carry me off the field." <laughs> his own legacy of winning. He could write his own legacy of winning. And he came up here, I think, with Alabama, and said he couldn't believe he was let go. He thought two, two, nine, and four years in a row was. Good. Oh, you know, absolutely. He thought we liked that. Couldn't believe it. What a joke. Well, W. Lynn, you're my man. Thanks for uh, partaking today. Great show, Tony. Keep oh, it up. Oh, gosh. I, I'm... He is right about that, though. The, 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 the Pruitt, the Butch Jones, and the I have trouble keeping all three of those eras. He's right. It's like a big orange haze of that. And then you've got this normal coach who's great, and you're just going, okay, what's the rub here? Like, when's the carpet going to get pulled out from under us? Let's go back to our phone. Cinco's listening. He said to the guy who experienced 
him high-fiving him with the cold hands. He said the girdle can cut off your circulation to your hands. Let's get our next <laughs> call in. Hello and welcome. What's going on, Tony? This is Hoosier Ball Ryan. I mean, Hoosier Ball Ryan, when this audience launches on somebody, do they launch or no? Oh, I don't, I'm not saying this is to hype up a show. It is one of the funniest shows in, like, the listening era. I mean, that's why I listen so much is, yes, you get great um, information, but it is genuinely a very, very funny show. It's rare to turn into a talk, uh, a sports talk show or any kind of talk show and genuinely laugh as much as I do when I listen to you guys. But, well, I had a lady, well, it's funny you say that, because I had a lady stop me the other day, and she said, hey, are, are you the guy that does that talk show? And I said, which one? She said, you're Tony, right? And I said, yeah. She said, I don't even like sports. And I listen to your show because it's so freaking funny, which is a nice thing to say, by the way. Yeah, I mean, with this, this as crazy as the world is, man, you got to laugh. Yeah, and she said, you people, you people sound like you're having fun with each other, and it's kind of a good-spirited. You're just having fun. And I said, that's kind of what we're trying to do here, yeah. It is the biggest bar in East Tennessee, only there's no alcohol. That's correct. At home. But that's it, right. it's just guys at a bar talking sports yep. and life and, and laughing that's great yep. well tone here's one that i don't know if anyone's brought up but i had the opportunity i don't even know if they still do this i got the opportunity to go to the class reveal of a recruiting class and i think now it's all high tech and probably exclusively online but what it was was butch went and he sat at the tennessee theater on the stage with kessling and they go through each player and khalil mckenzie was the big get that year and butch told this bizarre story and he thought it was going to go over as funny about how big khalil is and like that's a big boy and he's like oh let me tell you the story i was at his house and i believe reggie mckenzie was like a ball legacy and the gm of the raiders and a fairly respected football man he could not get over that khalil mckenzie could even wear football pants he's like there's no way you have football pants that size. And he's like, they said, yeah, where's extra large or whatever? And he's like, let me see those pants. Bring me out those pants. And he told the story like that was the punchline. It stopped. And everyone is stone silent in the Tennessee theater. And I remember audibly saying to my buddy, I'm like, that is a weird dude, man. <laughs> what a weird guy. <laughs> And he, like, pauses, like, for the punchline, and no one laughed. And it's like he was, like, frustrated. He's like, he's huge. And we're like, yeah, we, we get it, Butch. You're weird, man. You really said that? <laughs> he, kept, he probably kept, because, again, the guy committed to his bits. So he probably circled back and told that joke, like, three times and said, but, but you don't understand. I can't believe they make pants to fit this guy. Yeah, okay. it's like an angry stand-up comic where he's bombing and he's yes. just mad that the audience isn't playing along and just starts berating them. But he, nah, he really needed some um, some affirmation. He really did. Let me ask you this, Tone, on the way out the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. You know, he always followed Brian Kelly. Is Butch going to be LSU's next coach? <laughs> right? And that would really, that would really put, uh, I think it was John Adams' theory that any coach in five years can win a natty at LSU. And that would really put it to the test. But we'll You know, that would be a great thing when Adams is back in here next Thursday, Ryan. Call him with that. Please call him with that. I want to pop Adams next week. 
Say and do it with a straight face. Say, hey, John, listen, man. If it doesn't work out for Brian Kelly, and just walk up to it like you will. You're you're very good. If it doesn't work out, hey, man, you know, Butch has a pretty good year at Arkansas State. Keep the pattern going there. Let's go back to the phones. See what he says. Let's get uh, Big Orange Lantern in here who joins us via, uh, what is this thing called, uh, Spaces. Big Orange Lantern, hello. You are on the air. Welcome in. You are on the show. Are you there? Hey, sorry, this is Jay. Can you hear me? Yeah, go right ahead, my friend. There we go, my bad. Uh, I just had a quick butchism I wanted to share. Yeah, please do. Going back, going back like 2014, do you know who our quarterback was? Like when did Dobbs take over? Uh, that would be a great Matt Dixon question, but I we'll think see. he came in and didn't he? Did he have a Whirly for one year and then he handed it to Dobbs? Is that what happened? It might have been that, but okay. a- anyway, I was uh, real excited. I went to I was working at Food City, and my boss said, "Hey, we got some extra posters in the back for Tennessee balls. You want one?" So they're wrapped up in a plastic. I grab it, and then when I'm going home, super excited, open it up, and expecting to see whether it was Dobbs or Worley to remember. And then I open it up, and it's just Butch Jones taking over the entire poster. And, you know, and you know I remember that. Up to make him look like he's really tall. That big, huge, ruddy face of his took over like <laughs> like 70% of the poster. I distinctly remember that. That's such a I mean, great... Those- Great observation. There's room on the edges to put players, and it's just him, just standing there by himself, <laughs> arms crossed. It was his khaki pants. It was all about. I mean, who wouldn't want a, a, a seriously a, a photo of a guy that bears a striking resemblance to uh, North Korea's dictator? <laughs> well, I at the bottom of the poster, it had every game we were going to play. And so I'm such a ball fan. I put it up on my wall and had Butch staring at me every day. <laughs> and didn't. I would go on the bottom, and every time, you know, I was decided this season I'm going to, like, put W if we win and L if we lose. And I put so many L's that year, I tore it off the wall. Couldn't do it anymore, but that's, that's my Butch. And it's him taking up an entire poster. So, you know. Thank you, brother. I can't, I can't breathe at that. That's so good. Let's get Zach in here through the magic of spaces. Zach, welcome in. Hey, Tony. Hey, Zach. Hey, man. Blessed to be here, brother. Hey, uh, so let me give you my butch. Is um, I, I loved it when he talked about the energy bus, and you were an energy vampire. Do you remember that? He did. <laughs> He did talk about the energy bus, and he did refer to me in private conversation as an energy vampire. Yes. He told his players not to listen yes, to Yes, he you. did. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, and you know what he did? He got a lot of guys, because the guys on that roster tell me, he, he, he got a lot of converts that day that he said that there was a guy in town they need to stay away from. He, a bunch of those guys would put the... Um, Put the Garza Law Show on after some of those just horrendous games and just listen and laugh their asses off at it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, that's how it got us through it. Yeah. It's just a laugh. Well, it, he reminds me of a guy that went to, like, Barnes & Noble in the leadership section and just bought, like, 
50 books and said, pull out the best catchphrases out of all of these. I think, you know, to that point, I think the energy bus was at that point some kind of... uh, Oh, it's a huge leadership book. Yeah, some kind of big leadership book, like Good to Great, The Energy Bus. Yeah, I think that's right. He reminds me of a guy that, like, is doing that, like, self-marketing. Yep. Like, you know, like, pyramid kind of thing. Yep. And he's got to pump everybody up in order to, you know, so he uses all these catchphrases. And Hopple's just like, we're just going to play football. Right. Hypel, like my Vol Network friends tell me, they say, we need you here. Then he goes, okay. The other guys were like, why? And he's like, yeah, okay, I understand. I have a job to do and, you know, and and then people at the university. Pruitt for a little while was a breath of fresh air. Imagine that. Imagine that. As far as his talking. Imagine that. (laughs) But his playing and coaching was awful. Pruitt, yeah. Now, Butch needed I remember when you told us that he had told people that we were going to pound West Virginia in the run game. So great. And I'm I'm sitting there with my buddies, and we're getting ready to watch the game. We take the first snap and fumble it. Like, we couldn't even get the snap. I know big money boosters that made, like, over $1,000 bets on that thing because of what that clown said to people at uh, Cherokee. He said, hey. No. He said, we're rolling that West Virginia team. That's a pro told them. We're going to roll those guys. And they were like, well, okay, I mean, it was over in Charlotte. We got the money to spend. They said they were sitting there watching that game going, uh, eh, don't know about this guy. We might be in a little trouble here. You saw where uh, his buddy Rush Probst is back oh, in yeah. high school again, didn't he? Hey, listen, you can't keep a good man down no matter what he does, Rush Probst. Uh, he needs to go join his staff. <laughs> Zach, Zach, thank you. <laughs> Incredible work from Zach there. Let's go back to our phones on a Friday. We will no doubt will head to a... Uh, TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime on a Friday. Oh, y'all are making me laugh, which is kind of comical. Hello and welcome in to our next call as uh, we laugh about the spirit of Butch Jones. Hello and welcome in. What's up, T? Hey, Mariano. What's up, my man? Well, you know, I can't pass this up. <laughs> Tony, has there ever been a more unlikable coach? at UT than him. I mean, seriously. Dooley was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we had the three stooges there, you know, mm-hmm. starting with Dooley and Butch and mm-hmm. Cornbread. <clears throat> My favorite one, and I know you'll remember this, was the Monday after they lost the South Carolina game to the 17-year-old quarterback. And somebody asked a question on the Monday press conference. And... It was basically he came. It was a hard question, you know. I mean, it wasn't a a layup or a softball. And he said, "I've got you in my pocket." You remember that one? Hey, I remember. Oh, you. I've the got you in my list. Pocket. The list. Yes, the I've got you in my pocket. List. <laughs> Back pocket. And he yeah, said, my, "Which is a really, really smart guy that picks a fight with media people." Yeah. Then he said, "One day." Um, basically, the the assertion was, I'm going to extract revenge. I'm going to reach into my pocket. 
Yeah. And I'm going to prove to you people how powerful I am. Do you tell me if that isn't some Kim Jong Jones activity right there? Dude, the guy was an absolute clown. Uh, you know, I'll tell you something even even funnier or even stranger to me was. Yeah. It's when Griffith was here and how much water he carried for Butch. I could not I mean, it was unbelievable. Oh, Mike, oh, yeah. Well, he's down there running interference for Kirby right now. Yeah. Even though, yeah. you, and, and and you heard Huguenin last hour oh, yeah. talking oh, yeah. about, um, you know, talking about what they're what's going on down there. It's I mean, shameful what they've gotten away with. Well, I mean, you know, like we talk about the former cup, it's, it's been passed on. It's the Kirby Cup now. I mean, there's no doubt. And, you know, when it, obviously they've lost, I mean, two fatalities. I mean, it's... Uh, it's pretty sad, man. It is sad. It really and is. And then some of the heinous stuff. If you read that article, some of the heinous things that they're going yeah. to great lengths to cover up. Listen, Mariano, I want to win with the rest of them. And yeah. I like seeing the Vols. I don't want to win like that. Me I'm sorry. I've got a daughter. I don't want to win like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got two of them. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. But anyway, that's, the butchisms are there's so many and so. And, you know, of course, you know, when we had the Kentucky Derby, I, I was that called in and said uh, fell on the helmet would, you know, would be the one so uh, for Butch. But it was, it was it's true. I mean, it, he was an app. The one thing that I'll never forget. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. 
Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickwire Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. I've got a very special person on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I know we got the holiday weekend coming up uh, next week, but uh, what kind of specials you got for us this week? Well, this week we have pork spare ribs, $1.29 a pound, whole boneless ribeye, $5.99 a pound, seedless watermelons, $5.99 each, 24-pack Niagara drinking water, three for 10, Milo's gallon tea, three for 10, and bunny brand hamburger and hot dog buns two for five. Oh, that sounds great and your hours are your normal hours i assume uh 7 a.m mm-hmm. to 9 p.m monday through about well, seven days a week <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and you guys are located right there in west 7th street and uh, i thank you as always miles and i tell everybody come on in and you guys are amazing you help people out and uh, we appreciate you talking to us every week and uh, we'll talk to you next week as well okay all righty thank you thank you miles this is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.